Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hello and welcome back to the Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast. It is Monday night and we're building up to the 1872 Cup and the day where Edinburgh will finally be reunited once more. To help me talk about it, Matt is back from his weekend in Coventry. How were the Gunners faithful? Yeah, in, in good form. Walked away with the win at least. Um, you know, I, I, it felt like Murrayfield maybe five years ago on like yeah. a Friday night. It was, there was hardly anyone there. <laughs> Like, absolutely Murray freezing. Field. Well, yeah. No, <laughs> I think now. there's at least a bit of excitement when you go now. What's amazing but, is the Rico's like less than half the size of Murray Field and it, feels em- it felt empty. Yeah, yeah, it really oh, did. Yeah. It was quite bizarre. I didn't expect that. And Alan, there you are. How are you doing, bud? Um, all right. Neither of you remember my birthday. Yeah, I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> did we both forget? When was yeah, it? It was last Thursday. Yeah. Last Thursday? Yeah, yeah. We have a group of all our best friends... <laughs> On one WhatsApp group, and not one of you remembered it was my birthday. Yeah, I'm really sorry. <laughs> There's the perils of not using Facebook anymore. It's true. It's true. I actually feel really bad about that. Yeah, we'll get you something. But as a special birthday gift, we've had a chat to Matt Scott from Edinburgh. Yeah, surprise, surprise. <laughs> oh, God, so all my dreams are true. Yeah, true. So he's going to be coming on later to talk about uh, uniting the city. As he was the man who did the voiceover for the fateful advert. Ah. I heard it was his idea, actually. Yeah, he thing. loves it. Yeah. yeah, He's a man from Curry. He's a little bit salty about them not getting into the Super yeah. Six. Oh. So he's he's just, actually, he, he wants he, to remain He really wants to unite Curry and Gorgie. Yeah, yeah, that was you the know, big that, one. That was the big one for him. He was probably part of the big rebrand as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. So we're going to be getting into all that hearing from Matt in a little bit. And then we've got some news. Um... Big news breaking this week, and then we will look back at mixed bag of European results, and then a big old preview. And Alan, I believe you have hastily drawn together an 1872 Cup quiz. I have in the last three minutes pulled together an 1872 <laughs> Cup quiz, because I said I pulled together a quiz, and I ultimately didn't pull a quiz together. But you've done it now. you found one, though. I have found a quiz. Okay. Sounds good. I'm very happy about that. I'm no guarantee of number of questions or quality of questions or accuracy. Or of accuracy. Questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have we ever been there? Have we ever <laughs> offered that as a service around here? I don't think we have. 
But let's crack into some news breaking. Actually, just earlier today, Glasgow assistant coach Jason O'Halloran is leaving at the end of the season. No uh, word specifically on where yet, but it says he's moving closer to New Zealand. I know another Glasgow coach that's moving <laughs> closer to New Zealand. Anyone think that um, he might be joining Dave Rennie in Australia? I mean, it sounds highly likely. The only thing is, though, that Scott Wisemantle has joined um, the Australian setup, hasn't he? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he is the attack coach for England. So we'll yes. be doing the same thing. Maybe Halloran's going as another coach. Well, Because um, they, they've both coached Manawatu. But I think, actually, Jason Halloran came in after Dave Rennie. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit of a shame, though, because it seems as if, I don't know, he'd done quite a few roles in the SRU, Glasgow and Scotland. Yeah. And then to lose him when it seems like he's a pretty well-regarded coach. We're doing a lot of that at the moment. Well, I know. It, I just don't quite understand it. I mean, maybe it is just a case of Rennie leaving and it's like a better opportunity for him. But it feels like we sort of misused him slightly. Didn't fancy being Danny Wilson's number two. Remember he was moved from Scotland number two to yeah. Glasgow number two, which, I don't know, that feels like a bit of a kick in the teeth. Yeah. I mean, it is. Yeah. It is. It's so Dodson why have we like spent all this money and time getting him over and then sort of fucking around? I think he had a. Did he? He definitely coached at Clermont. I don't know if he had a relationship with Fern. Uh, yeah. Is that the same same time as Schmidt? Maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. Mm. But oh well. So it's going to be a big change at Scotston at the end of the year. So we'll see who it's they bring need in another coaching. And that guy Matt Sherritt, it was confirmed. Isn't joining Scotland. Isn't joining Scotland. He's gone to Worcester. Yeah. He's gone to Worcester, yeah. I feel that's a that's a, a good miss. Yeah. Osprey's to Worcester. That's a nice move for him. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, like I don't think we needed him. I think yeah. I think it'll be an internal hire. What for Can you go and get go and get a big name and uh, to work under Danny Wilson? I don't know. But but who would be the big internal hire then? You just shuffle give Kenny Murray a bit more responsibility. Peter Murchie. Jobs to the boys, eh? John DL's there kind of as well. That's kind of the point, though, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah it is. Shuffle, John, John DL as well. One of um, Tooney's back, back, back office team, send them back down to Glasgow so they can shake up the Scotland setup. I don't think you want anyone. It's not about want. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not a matter of want, lads. When Dodson just, says, you do. Yeah. yeah. So we will see. It'll be interesting, though. It just seems, even with this clear out, increasingly surprising that they appointed Danny Wilson so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, but no, should be and there interesting. Is a, as, as we were discussing off air, there's a huge number of like, sort of contract signings that need to happen between now and then. So there's going to be big shake-up in both the proteins this year. Yeah. See, who, see who gets a new gig, who does not. Yeah. So lots of change coming. Um, speaking of which, one player who will not be playing anymore for Scotland, Tommy Seymour has retired from the international game. Uh, I think one of us put out a tweet... Bit of a Scotland legend in the end, after coming over from uh, Ulster. Very, very good bit of business to get him in the mix. I do remember when he was first signed, it was kind of like really underwhelming. Yeah. And even, I remember he made his debut in that, um, in that like try tournament um, in South Africa. Yeah. Against South Africa. And I, I think it was a time when he was, I don't know, he looked quite lightweight. I was like, this guy's yes. going to get absolutely killed. We had a blinder. Yeah. And since yeah. then, he's. 
He's not put really, he's not really put a foot wrong for Scotland. And I read a stat that he's in his fifty five appearances, every single one has been starting. He's never come off the bench. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Um twenty tries as well. Pretty good hit rate. Yeah, it's really Very good. For good Scotland. Rate. For a Scotland winger. <laughs> Top try scorer on the Lions tour. Yeah. Last time round. Oh uh, yeah. And what I really liked about him was I can't remember which Six Nations it was, but I think the opening match, Scotland sort of got destroyed under the high ball. And then the next, the rest of the tournament, he, he was so good under the high ball. Like, yeah. it, was that, it was that Wales match um, yeah. at the Millennium Stadium, I think, where he was just unbelievable under the high ball in both attack and defense. And yeah, but a good finisher. There's a few rumors about him, I think, resigning again for Glasgow. I don't know where I saw this, but if... Potentially. His contract's up at the end of the season, is it? Because yeah. it's got a one-year extension. It's It doesn't feel like the switch to fullback has gone... It's not gone poorly, but it's potentially not been the roaring success that no. we might have hoped. Yeah, it's not been seamless. Mm. No. But ultimately, with the other options, he's definitely by far the best option. Do you think he could get a like a decent payday somewhere in I France I was going to say, could he get a payday? He's not playing for Scotland anymore, which could be quite yeah. a big draw. No, I mean, I'm sure I he could. I, I think he could. Yeah, I could see him going to like Poe, yeah, and being all right. Yeah. Swap for Perpignan, Benzinen. Well, Claremont, but yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, if we got, yeah, that'd be good actually. I mean, yeah, it'd be sweet. How great would it be <laughs> to earn like quarter of a million pounds yeah. and live in like Perpignan? I know. Like this is so much better. <laughs> well, there you go, Tommy. That is what your life could be now. <laughs> like, if you listen, get, to us, get your agent. We'll try and, bro- we'll and broker that deal. <laughs> yeah, Tommy's interested. Just come through us, and we'll <laughs> broker a deal. Um, speaking of deal making in Glasgow, Leone Nakarwara speculation continues. I think the latest from Dave Rennie is we've had a conversation with him, like everyone else in the world. So it's certainly not moving on very quickly. But the, the big development was that Bayon had come out and said he is not going to sign for Bayon. Yeah. So it seems as if it was only Bayon, Bayon, who were the, and Glasgow, who were the two teams. In the market for him. Yeah. The one sale, sale ruled about. And there was a chat about Super Rugby interest. Yeah, the Waratahs. Which timing-wise could potentially make sense. Mm. Uh, he, he wouldn't get paid nearly as much at the Waratahs as he would Glasgow, I wouldn't think. Especially now that Izzy Fellows cleaned out the ARU. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, it's, it just seems as if, yeah, particularly in the last few days, the, the news flow has dried up. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it'd be a great build-up to the 1872. So reveal him on, like, the Friday night. Reveal yeah. him at Scotston. It's like Nakawara's the, the coming team. in to disunite yeah, that would be the city. Absolutely <laughs> amazing if they didn't say anything about it and then just drop yeah. the team sheet. <laughs> just, so it's been a, 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 a last-minute, last like... So good. Rob Harley can't play, unfortunately. Yeah, just... <laughs> a another is in the mix. Video of um, Nakawara, like, ripping up one of those, yeah. like, AA, like, maps of Edinburgh, just tearing <laughs> yeah, it apart. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Destroying the city. Ah, <laughs> oh, so good. Why don't we work for the comms party? I know, I know. We've got so many great, yeah, weird ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll keep an eye on that. Hopefully he will return to Glasgow because that'd be very good fun. Some good news for them, which is much required at the moment. Um, some also sad news this week. A guy who took on sort of fairly iconic status within Scottish rugby, Daryl Marfo, has left Edinburgh Rugby to try and find a game somewhere um, after his meteoric rise to a Scotland jersey two autumns ago. He's really struggled for any sort of game time. Um, and he's left to try and find a club. All 
The king is dead. <laughs> My man. Long I know, I know. King Marfo. I mean, it, is, it will be one of the funnier stories. It'll be a great quiz answer in about 25 years' time. Mm. Like, who got three caps for Scotland, but only like four caps for Edinburgh? Or like any yeah. professional club? It's, I mean, he started against New Zealand yeah. in that game. Did he start that game? Started he started that game, yeah. the game. He st- what I remember, he did pretty well. Yeah. Because his first cap was against Samoa. Yes. Yeah. And so then, we, let's, I think it's a funny story. We came out quite hard. We did yeah. against Daryl Morpho. But this is a joke. He had an absolute blinder, an, uh, unbelievable. And then Jason Tovey clearly got a bit too, had a few too many WKDs <laughs> oh, in yeah. fingers, and came out real hard against about, the Thistle. It was about four in the morning, and Jason Tovey fired off like three tweets, yeah. calling us pricks for um, shouting <laughs> all, at Daryl Morpho. All, all swiftly deleted. Come yeah. ten a.m. the next morning. <laughs> We got, we, got, when, we got the screenshots, yeah. boy. Don't you worry about <laughs> it. As ever, when we're wrong, we're very happy to say that we're wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> he was, and then, as you say, started against New Zealand in that fateful performance that almost got but us over the line. It just seemed beyond that, like, he was only turning out for Barmuir on a Saturday. Like, couldn't get yeah. anywhere near the... It seemed quite bizarre that he would have... I, I know it was circumstances because of injuries, but the fact to go from, like, Scotland to not even being in Edinburgh wider what squad. Do you, what do you remember... Richard Cockerell, I think, gave a press conference when he got called up to Scotland, and everyone's like, "Well, we'll see how he gets on." Like Cockers was yeah, kind of like, that. "I don't think this guy's good enough to play club rugby." Yeah, yeah. And because we were so shallow, it ended up happening. Yeah, because he did seem like a kind of medical emergency prop well, signing. He got let go from was it Harlequins? He came to Edinburgh from, and Seems he was like a circuit of like. Bath, he did Bath and, yeah, and he was sort of London jobbing Welsh. around as sort of like fourth, fifth choice prop down there. Well, Daryl, I actually hope good, we've, good luck to him. Yeah, I mean he's he's got value, right? He's like a solid front row forward. Surely someone's going to need him. I mean, maybe, maybe. Barmere Bears <laughs> <laughs> pitch up for the Bears next week. Yeah, I mean Gordy's going to not be doing as much for Ayrshire, maybe so. Get him down there. That's, no, true. that's true. Although, supposedly, obviously, Gordy got a little Simbin at the weekend. He did get a little Simbin. I saw the use of the phrase Godzilla. Did you? In an article. Oh, I quite like that. In an article. In I think it was in the offside line. They what might have referenced him as Godzilla after his antics in Japan. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, we'll get to the Super <laughs> Six in a second, but one other bit of news this week. Um, Darcy Ray um, was doing 111 miles an hour on a B road in Aberdeenshire, and did not turn up at court for his day in court after being nicked for doing that. So Darcy Ray's too big time for Aberdeen Sheriff Court. <laughs> <laughs> He's having a wee bit of trouble. I just think 111 miles is, go- is going some on a, what sounds like a country road. A B road. A B road. Yeah, that's, uh, that's not, it's impressive in a kind of bad way. It's definitely not safe. Yeah, it's, it's not really on. So, Do you know what his whip was? Was he driving? Um, Honda Jazz Honda Jazz, Jazz. Got no <laughs> idea <laughs> Actually, Probably a decent car maybe Yeah I don't know He's on not bad money Surely Just Tearing up in a Fiat Punto 111 <laughs> You'll get like a That's a question got, We need to find that Glasgow has yeah. some sort of Car sponsor won't they I'll put in a request a to the. Uh, oh but yeah the Jagger Land Rover Oh that's true Maybe he's on brand Yeah I'll put in a request To the Glasgow uh, <laughs> press office To find out If they'll tell me What car Darcy Ray <laughs> was driving um but super six matt do you want to give us a little bit of a rundown of the results and then i know we've got some absolute nonsense to talk about as well 
yeah, so I think the nonsense relates to the Harriets against Southern Knights game, which Harriets won 2016 at Goldenacre. Um, the Bulls put Sterling County to the sword 38, and that was a Sterling team that had Andrew Davidson, Matt Smith, and Adam Ash in the pack. Uh, and then on Sunday, Watsonians beat Barmere 30 points 20 in what was a pretty close match that was broadcast live. Yeah. First game I've watched in full, it was, it's hard to tell whether it's better than Prem 1, but I did quite enjoy it. It wasn't sort of the best match ever, like the conditions weren't great, but it seemed as if sort of it didn't look too far away from watching like a professional match. Yeah. The, how the game flowed. Uh, but yeah, I think all the attention was on Goldenacre on Saturday. You, Alan, you tried, to, you tried to get in, didn't you? I turned did. away at the door. <laughs> I, was, I was literally turned away at the door. <laughs> They were like, we know about you, we know about your podcast, get yeah, out of here, yeah. you're not welcome. Mark I mean, Dodson was I mean, at the door. You've been smearing the nails for three years yeah, now. I hate the nails. Yeah. But almost another rumble in the gully jungle. I do, so they don't, so yeah. So I was hanging out at my mum's, she's got a little dog, a little cavapoo, <laughs> cute little pup called Ruby, and I was like, you know what would be really nice? How about I take the Duke down yeah. to Golden Acre yeah. and have a little watch of the Super Six? And I was turned away at the door. No dogs allowed a golden acre. But you said you didn't go with your mum. I didn't go. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, no. Mrs. Lil. <laughs> Jesus <Wow>. Christ. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't savage. resist. That is absolutely savage. You did call and my now wife a hippo once in this podcast, so. I mean, yeah, but the, she the wasn't truth wife and at the then time. insults. <laughs> right. Jesus. But I suppose the, the bigger thing of the no dogs allowed at Golden Acre, but the match ball was delivered by two horses. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> Do you think that's the first in rugby? I've never heard of that. I don't know. I hope. I hope so. I think it could be. And then they were like, they tweeted a picture, and they were like, "Buckling for battle here at Goldenacre." Buckling. Buckling, which I didn't really know what that means. Buckling up. Buckling up. Buckling up. I guess is that that like a common phrase to use? This 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 was part of the semi Game of Thrones theme. Yeah. So uh, who were the teams in the Game of Thrones world? So Harriet's, who I think led this, decided yeah. to take the role of the White Walkers. So the, yeah. ev- the bad guys, the, the evil, evil guys. Act- actively chose to be the dickheads. <laughs> classic nails. Which is yeah. just yeah. so classic nails. And then, yeah, the Southern Knights were the, the Night Watchmen, yeah. but spelled incorrectly, obviously spelled like their knights, mm. rather than how they actually spell it in the books. I don't really begrudge that, though, because, you know, it's I their do. brand. I, I, I do. It's a very confused <laughs> messaging. It's, I mean, to be fair, if Super 6 has been good for anything, it's been good for, like, great just rugby marketing. <laughs> so for, for the next game, they've said... Oh, is there another one? Yeah, they've said, don't stay home alone next Saturday. Get down to Goldie for the rescheduled game against Sterling County. And it's an advert. The advert's got Macaulay Culkin with his hands <laughs> at his cheeks. And then, like, Sterling and Harriet's running out. Just, oh, I'm so glad that Super <laughs> Six has allowed this sort of <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I, I, media no, slash marketing. I genuinely really like it. <laughs> Infrastructure. That's actually worked out quite well. A nice, uh, a nice match a little bit closer to Christmas. The rearrangements because of the frost a couple of weeks ago. It's good as well because mm. obviously that's at two and then the Edinburgh Glass game is not till about 5.45. Yeah. So nice cool. little run in. A good day out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite a good day But out. don't bring your dog. Do not bring your dog. Bring your horse. Bring your horse. Horses are allowed. Bring your horse. You'll be invited in <laughs> to this sort of like pre-match entertainment. 
quite extraordinary scenes. Harriet did do as well the, on St. Andrew's Days, like the free entry for anyone called Andrew or Andrea. Or Andrea, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was that the one, they're, that, they're was that, the one that was then cancelled? Uh, it might have been, actually. So maybe the rescheduled one. Maybe free for anyone called Macaulay. No. <laughs> There's, it the, says here that no Andrew's getting for free this time around, even though it's rescheduled. He's so. called Kevin. He's so called Kevin. Maybe Kevin's. Kevin's. Kevin. Yeah. Kevalina. Kevin McAllister. Kevin, is there? There's not a female version of Kevin, is there? Not that I know of. Well, it's over to you, Harriet, <laughs> and Kevin's of Edinburgh. Yeah. You can get get yourself in for free if you fancy it. Um, right, that is enough. Super Six related nonsense. Although we do talk about it with our guest today, Matt Scott, Edinburgh and Scotland Centre, join us for a little bit of a chat earlier on, and here is what he had to say. All right, and we're now joined on the line by Edinburgh Centre, Matt Scott. Matt, how are you, bud? I'm well. Thanks for having me on. No worries. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Uh, big week for you guys. Prep for the 1872 Cup and uh, trying to unite the city as well. That's a lot of uh, a lot of work on your shoulders. <laughs> yeah, just all all in a day's work for us. Um, yeah, no, big big week. Obviously, um, always is. Um, also, in the context of the the pools as well in the Pro 14, like two two wins for either side would be a massive boost for us. Um, and yeah, with all the other sort of um, stuff that goes on as well with this Scotland selection looming and, and whatnot. So yeah, it's a really big week for both clubs. And we'll definitely come back and talk about Scotland selection, but how do you guys go about prepping for playing a team like Glasgow? You know each other inside and out because uh, you play with them so regularly at the national setup. How do you go about trying to expose their weaknesses? Yeah, I mean, I guess it is kind of like every game um, that we do a preview, a team that we preview. So, yeah, just just as, as we would go about our normal business there. But with the obvious added benefit, I suppose that we, we know a lot of uh, the players very well. As you say, we know a lot of their traits, what, what they like to do. Um, and possibly in the coaches, sort of what the other coaches might be might be thinking of doing. So, yeah, it's a really interesting dynamic. Um, and guys who have been in the national setup um, can pass on a lot of that, a lot of that knowledge. And uh, yeah, it, it's, it's it's good fun actually. Um, Any uh, quite, quite enjoy it. Any specific weaknesses that you guys are going to be looking to target against Glasgow? <laughs> Uh, Feel free to name names if you want to. Foolish of me to give give away such uh, you know state secrets on on air, but um, oh yeah, I mean they're a good side. Like I think they've had a few results this year that are very that, that sort of surprised me. Like you know, I think they've been maybe slightly underperforming, um, and I think they're they're really dangerous sides. Um, so I guess it's about for us. Um, restricting them from the opportunities where they are really dangerous, and um, you know, just, just not not going away from too much about what we've done all season. I think when we've played well, it doesn't matter who we've we've been up against. Uh, when we play our game, you know, we've been pretty difficult to beat, and we, we've managed to beat a lot of these teams. So, um, yeah, I, I, there'll be a big focus on nullifying their strengths, but a lot of it will be focused on ourselves. I think. And coming straight off the back of back-to-back wins against uh, Wasps in the Challenge Cup, what's that done for uh, confidence in the camp? Yeah, really, really good couple of wins, especially the home game. Uh, the boys played really well, and the away game uh, wasn't a classic, was it? 
No, I, I, Stu was saying today that you guys were at the game. Was, was that right? Yeah, Matt went down there. Yeah, said it was uh, so cold and no atmosphere. It could have been could, could have been Murrayfield on a Friday night. <laughs> that's that's rugby. That's rugby, though, isn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah. Freezing cold day, one man and his dog watching. Um, you know that that's that, that's rugby, isn't it? Um, but no, I know the, the home game was very good anyway, and. Uh, you know, it scraped, scraped the uh, scrappy win away from home. Uh, yeah, and it puts us in a position where it's kind of a winner takes all against Bordeaux, I think, which will be uh, which will be tough over there for sure. Absolutely, and you're go- going across to Scotland on uh, on Saturday. You mentioned earlier Scotland's selection in mind. Centre, obviously, probably one of the, the places that Scotland squads is uh, as deep as it has been for a long while. Um, how are you feeling about y- your chances of uh, working your way back into uh, international contention after a few years away? Yeah, I, I'm happy with uh, the way I've gone this season. You know, for the most part, I've, I picked up a, a pop rib cartilage against Munster a couple of weeks ago, so I'm I'm almost sort of back from that. So it's been frustrating not being able to play the last couple of weeks, and I'm hoping to get a run out and hopefully one of these games coming up over the next couple of weeks. But um, yeah, I, look as you say, it's such a you know. Rit- the position where there's uh, such depth of, of talent really um, and I've said this before to a lot of people like it, it just really depends what, what Gregor's looking for because you've got guys with completely different skill sets different strengths different weaknesses um, you know I, I back myself as you know someone who can break the line who's, who's, who runs good lines who, who's a bit more of a ball carrier um, and it depends if that's what he's looking for and, I, and I've been working on you know other aspects of my game and uh, yeah, I mean, I just hope that I've done enough. I mean, that's that's been my target is to get myself playing well enough to to be in contention for that. So hopefully, I'm in that conversation. Um, but I'm aware that it's a it's a tough it's a tough spot. Good stuff. And you're you're a lad that's come through the uh, the club game in uh, in Edinburgh and Scotland. Have you been keeping an eye on the on the Super Six and how that sort of new competition shaping up? Okay, I mean, there's a lot of academy guys that we have at Edinburgh that um, have been playing, and also some some pro guys that uh, drop drop down and play for, yeah. for Super Six clubs. So um, I've not been to watch any of the games, but um, it's been great to see um, on social media and whatnot the, that they're getting good crowds. That there seems to be a real buzz about the competition. So um, yeah, I, I'm not going to have my uh, curry head on, which. You know, we were a bit better that we didn't get involved in yeah. Super Six, but um, nah. I mean, it looks like it's it's, it's got off to a great a good start, which is great. Good stuff. And just before you came on, we asked uh, some fans on Twitter if they had any questions. And without putting you in too much uh, trouble, like Rob Howley, um, Andrew Collip wants to know if he should stick a fiver on you to score the first try uh, on Saturday. <laughs> uh, well, I've not. I've actually not had a bad record against. Glasgow. I think I've I've scored it two or three times against Glasgow over the over the last few times I've played them. So there'd be worse bets anyway. Um, I'd probably I'd probably uh, go with someone else if it was more than five or to be honest. But um, yeah, go for it. Why not? Fair, fair play. And uh, finishing up, just one thing we ask everyone on here: who's the uh, who's the worst roommate that you've uh, that you've had? Either just Edinburgh, Scotland, or down at your time in Gloucester. Right, jeez. Um, <laughs> you should have uh, pre-warned me about this one. Oh, yeah, um, sorry about that. What's roommate? I mean, 
Tim Visser was always just naked for 90% of the... Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. The time um, you roomed with them, which was, which was a bit weird. That, um, that is the second, ti- the second time that's been said. Lee Jones said exactly the same thing, that Viss was just wandering around with it all hanging out. Yeah, it was kind of like, you know, you, you get into the room, like, you've got your bags, you choose your bed, you know, you're, you're unpacking your bag, and then you turn around, and Viss has just got all his clothes off, like, lying on bed, and you're like, oh, okay, um, you know, that, that's kind of what it was like. Yeah. Maybe it's a maybe it's a Dutch thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that explains it, but yeah, no, he'd go for a bath on the day of the game as well, and he'd be in there for about an hour, and you're like, right, I need to kind of get in there, um, so, yeah, I, I mean... I get on well with this. It was just the, that part of it, but also just anyone who's a bad snorer is always uh, a bad roommate. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, Matt, appreciate you taking your time out, um, and best of luck at the weekend and with the wider cause of uniting the city. Yep. Thank you very much, mate. Appreciate it. Cheers, pal. Cheers. So, Alan, you were saying off air that you think Tim Visser is one of the only international rugby players you would uh, have sex with. Yeah, Tim Visser, Dan Carter, and then uh, <laughs> Santa. It depends. Th- Three a.m. and fingers. Chunk gives you a little little wink. Yeah, yeah. Might consider it. He's been buying you drinks all night. Yeah, as well. yeah. And maybe that was the, the French Hugo Swarkovsky. Sozeski. Sozeski. <laughs> <laughs> Sozeski. It does sound oh. quite good. This sounds a great, great yeah, name. He's a beautiful man. He is a beautiful man. But no. Yeah. Nice yeah. to hear from Matt. I'm yeah. saying this because neither of you have actually heard my conversation with him. So no. Yeah. It was nice to hear from him, though. It'd be really funny if he actually made no reference to Tim Visser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to find like, out what? when What's we go. When we go. <laughs> like, uh, but, um, he talks about the build-up this week. And Edinburgh, obviously, off the back of two Decent enough results against um, Wasp. Matt, you, you've told us a little bit about Coventry, but Edinburgh at the weekend, not much to shout about? Yeah, it was a weird one because it seemed as if sort of like 10 minutes in, Wasp had fired a couple of shots, but Edinburgh were dealing with it fine. Um, Nick Groom was putting up some good kicks and then um, won a penalty from front of the post. Hickey steps up to kick it and falls over like shies it to the right and that generally set the tone for the whole match it was so <laughs> bad like was to be fair to them were the only team that showed any sort of like ambition or endeavor edinburgh did absolutely nothing in attack wise um and it took 
Jaco van der Waal, of all people, to come on. I mean, I think they, when Edinburgh brought on Jaco, McAnally, Bradbury, and Bennett to a lesser extent, it was like, right, lads, this is a complete shit show, but if we just stick to the basic, we can get, get away with the win here. Forward, yeah. So then it kind of changed from, they kicked quite a few penalties into the corner. So sort of, I think they were chasing the tri bonus point from the start. And then they were like, right, today's not the day. Took the points. Fair enough. Winning ugly. You know, that's the thing to take away from it. But it's a spectacle. It was uh, pretty bad. And it leaves them in pretty decent shape. Bit of a showdown against Bordeaux once we return to European yeah. rugby. Which is amazing. Drawing at home to Bordeaux is just such a... A yeah, rubbish result in the end actually because uh, Border obviously have a good chance to, to qualify now so they're probably yeah. the best side and then Argent at home but, so slightly different fortunes for Glasgow in their prep for the 1872 a good away win down at La Rochelle but a pretty poor performance at home um, seeing them go down 12 points to 7 on Saturday afternoon and that sort of age old sort of Scottish uh, problem of not taking points and uh, when they're available yeah, it was kind of a weird one because they obviously. I, I feel like that driving mole last week's clearly give, for the first time probably give them a bit of confidence. Yeah, but it was twelve seven with about thirty five minutes to go or thirty mm. minutes to go in a, in some of the worst weather you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, it was awful. Clearly I not think, a day for a try bonus. Clearly, very like at halftime, it's about winning. It's not yeah. about getting the try yeah. bonus point. Let's just build up the points. And to be fair, I think, you know, Wayne Barnes, in terms of, he gave about nine or ten penalties mm. uh, with no yellow cards and no penalty try, which in the in the 20, in La Rochelle's 22. Two, sorry, for Glasgow. For Glasgow. Yeah. So I think there was a bit of frustration, and you could see it in sort of Ryan Wilson, that they didn't, they felt they should be getting more either yeah. mm. to them losing a player or yeah, yeah. basically penalty try. But at the same time, play smart like that game was there to be won and they could have I think built up points to win that game um, and it's just a bit frustrating that we kind of come out of it now when if we'd won that game we'd be in a pretty good position to, I know, to go exactly. through in Europe uh, well Jamie Campbell slipped into the mailbag the thistle rugby at gmail.com and said uh, Saturday wasn't great weather was shit yes it's nearly Christmas but reward the fans that did turn up to Scotland with an abject performance while getting charged a fortune should turn the eyes of the management to the ever-increasing empty seats popping up around the stadium. Um, it was about £74 to get pumped in the rain, <laughs> is what he said, and a, quite a great line here. Um, there is no easy fix. I was going to actually make, make another joke about your mum there, Alan, but I decided do not that. to. Leave wow, we were. Jesus <laughs> Christ. 74 quid to get pumped in the rain. Let's leave that right there. Jesus Christ. This line come from Jamie. Coming out the gauge ruthless today. Sorry, mate. Sorry. This uh, line is quite good. There's no easy fix with forwards who are worse at contact than an absent father. Which, <laughs> which I actually think was a little bit harsh, to be fair. Yeah. You know, I think, especially like the type five for Glasgow, I think when they had the ball, they were making, in moments, quite quite good yardage and they were stopping them on the game line. But for some reason, we seem to... You know when Leinster kind of get over the game line, they're so good at just getting quick ball and kind of yeah. building that momentum. Yeah. Whereas you see like Scott Cummings making like three metres and then the next kind of pop out, we seem to like go back two metres. Yeah. And 
we don't we seem to get pockets of like making yards, but then can't seem to kind of build it into multiple phases of the forwards kind of going kind of round the corner and make and kind of getting down the pitch. Um, but I actually think it's potentially more the backs issue. This, like yeah, chucking it, chucking it around mistakes. In, uh, in yeah, those conditions and a bit of game management. Hastings not really taking the game by the scruff of the neck. Yeah, he still looks quite naive as a ten, doesn't he? Yeah. Like, yeah. Obviously, this is his first, second season where he's sort of been given handed mm. the reins of it all. Yeah. And he is he is improving. He absolutely is, but he's still not quite there. Pierre Wright was calling for the return of Duncan Weir. Was he? Yeah. I was like, calm down. My dad's been doing that as well. So. Is he? There's a common theme. It's kind of like old reactionary rugby fans. <laughs> God, <laughs> like, bring bring, the back, bring back the pudding. Oh, yeah, sorry. Being a bit brittle. Um, it just feels like sort of, I don't know, the last week was could have been a bit of a turning point at the start of the yeah. season. Like, massive win away to a good side. Um, put, to, put to bed a few of these sort of doubts about investment in the squad and whether they got the, the right quality but maybe it was still just a bit of a sticking plaster it was that kind of win as well it was the gritty physical yeah. from behind win where they really ground it out so F- I think- Matt, Matt Ferguson was in the press this week as well or last week rather before it being like yeah I think we've got that grit back which he obviously took a bit too <laughs> too far I didn't see the red card was it a definite red it, it's yeah it was it's a red it's kind of like, I can see how... Why do, you, why do you think he did it? Do you think it was just like... I, I honestly don't think he meant to do it. Right. I don't... Th- I, I I. think he's running in a guy and there's a guy coming to tackle him and he lifts his arm up to yeah. you know, stop this massive bloke tackling him. Yeah. And it happens that, you know, elbow to the throat. You know, it's like type of player as well. I think if it was Jamie Ritchie, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a bit of a bastard. Yeah. I'd be like, he definitely meant that. Whereas like Matt Ferguson's like a big lad. Like Ryan Wilson might do it. Yeah. Like... I don't think Matt Fagus has got that in him. He's like, maybe he's been told Maybe like he's been told and he's been more aggressive. And I think Xander's got more of that in him. Yeah, yeah, he does. But I think Xander once again, like, he wasn't like that when he first came on the scene. I think he was told to be a bit more. Like, gotta be gritty, aggressive. and now he <laughs> maybe takes it a bit too far. Yeah, it it was annoying, but it, it's just obviously <laughs> double pay because obviously scored the try, uh, last play of the game. And also, they scored the try about 90 seconds or two minutes after the actual incident. Yeah. So, not only had they drained away two minutes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which then got you to, essentially, 80 minutes. They then, obviously, got the red card and didn't get the chance to sort of win the game or even draw Mm. the game. Um, Again, Matt Ferguson. I feel like Matt Ferguson keeps having, like, really solid games. Yeah. Like, he's definitely not had a bad game, but I don't feel like he has yet... He's taken the jump he needs to. I don't to. think he's really standing himself on the game as like a number eight option. He's like a yeah. good back row forward. Yeah, rather yeah, Rather yeah. than like, I don't know, an out and out number eight. And it, yeah. leaves, it leaves Glasgow with quite a lot to do. Um, although there's a couple of other places in the, that are on, yeah. in second place with only a couple of wins. Um, so they've got Sale and Exeter. It kind of seems remaining. as if they'll have to win both of them with... Yeah, because you've got Munster on 11 points, Clermont on 16, and then Northampton, Glasgow, uh, and Gloucester all sitting in second place on nine. So. Now I remember what I did this morning on the train. I looked at possibilities for Glasgow getting through Europe. Oh, yeah. So interestingly, Very good. so Glasgow are on nine at the moment. Last year they went through with 19 points, mm-hmm. absolutely twice losing to Saracens. 
the bottom team to get through the year before that was Saracens on 18, and then the year before that was Toulon on 16. So I think ultimately they need to win both games. Yeah. And probably need to get, looking at the other groups, two bonus points. But there is potential with one bonus point yeah. to get through. Because the other groups are basically there's the one group with Ulster and Clermont where they will both go through mm. with yeah. more points yeah, than yeah, Glasgow. Yeah. You've then got Rassing, Saracens and Munster and Saracens and Munster on 11 and 10 respectively. Yeah. But both have to play Rassing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. there's a chance they might fall a little bit short. And then you've got Gloucester on nine who have Montpellier and Toulouse. I think Gloucester would probably give up. The other one is Northampton who might end up there on nine as well. Yeah. But they've no. got Benetton at home and then games. Leon away. Leon. Yeah. yeah. Who so won't there's get. a good chance they're going to get 19. So I think there's a good chance if they win both and get one bonus point that they could get through in that eighth spot. I just can't see. I just think Exeter this year are just got the bit between the teeth. I agree. I just think it's like there's a difference between having to get the bonus point and it being nice if you got yeah, the bonus yeah, point. Yeah, and I think yeah. with Exeter, it's like you just can't even consider the bonus no, point. No. It's like we've just got to go in that, build up points how we can, yeah. and try and get the win. And and then obviously see you know ultimately yeah, the last yeah, time yeah. we played Exeter at home we got a bonus point win didn't we yeah exactly it's probably like the best Glasgow have played in the last two years so um yeah I mean it's going to be difficult right but yeah especially if they have a tough time against Edinburgh which well, yeah. they may well do so back to back fixtures coming up for the eighteen seventy two Cup starting at Scotston on Saturday night. We're not at the pods, you know, famously fans of these sets of fixtures. They are <laughs> typically terrible. Yeah, they're literally awful, um, yeah, unfortunately. A lot of the narrative around the last few years has been, obviously, Glasgow have been much better than Edinburgh, but Edinburgh have always done pretty well in the 1872 Cup. I would say this year, Edinburgh looked the better side. Yeah. What do you I think? think? So. But Glasgow at home is never an easy proposition. What do you reckon is going to happen on Saturday? So, so I was thinking that, obviously, Glasgow are at home. And Glasgow are favourites. Yeah. With the bookies. Yeah. But I don't know. feel that way. I don't feel that way at all. And I actually don't think Edinburgh, Scotston you know, feels like it's a bit more dead than it used to be. Yeah. They appear to be struggling to sell as many tickets as they used to be. Mm. I think if I'm Edinburgh, I'm not particularly that intimidated or scared of going through to Scotston. Not at all. So, especially if they've won four out of the last five 1872 Cups. Yeah. That might be one of my future my questions right, later. <laughs> four and um, five, got to remember that. <laughs> I just kind of get the feeling as well that Edinburgh haven't, this season haven't even like put out their full-strength team, particularly in the pack. Yeah. And if, and if you know, yeah. you saw the, obviously what their probably first-choice back row would be of Watson, Mata, and, and um, Richie last weekend. God. None of whom actually did anything. But Richie was okay. And then you sort of pick that first, that front, that first front choice, five, yeah. front five, which kind of picks itself. And then you compare that to the Glasgow team, even at its full strength. And you think Edinburgh should win that contest nine times out of 10. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know, just the, the way that Edinburgh's backs have been playing in particular, it's just, they've got a side that plays a way that can beat Glasgow through that sort of like power game that, that Glasgow do struggle with. You know what the weather's looking like on Saturday? Beautiful rain. 
Beautiful rain. rain. Beautiful rain. Oh God, with a gentle breeze. <laughs> they're just terrible. <laughs> Especially at Scotston. And I think they're worse at Murrayfield. Is it not the one the they last are, time? They, they, are, they, actually. they are. It's just the cabin. And like, everyone, the thing is, because there are more people there, it, there's like a bit of excitement and like, yeah. oh, this could be quite good. And it, it's just always turgid. I feel like every year, people who don't go to Edinburgh Glasgow games forget what last year was like and get really yeah. excited, yeah. go to Murrayfield. And then within about 20 minutes, they're like, why the fuck have I come <laughs> why here? Are we here again? This is the worst thing ever. It's the Christmas experience though, isn't it? Everyone's like, oh, it's yeah. Christmas. It's a day out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Was it not, was it two years ago you guys went through went through to Glasgow and there was a fire alarm and then oh yeah <laughs> yeah 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 we got about that just left at halftime yep. <laughs> it was like three 0 <laughs> yeah that kind of sums up the what, whole, what the whole experience <laughs> Alan putting a fag next to the smoke smoke alarm that's <laughs> like awesome. end this like, end this now I've got to get, I've got to get out of here <laughs> but it's frustrating isn't it because I feel in the eighteen seventy two games both teams they try to select their strongest squads. So yeah. You often did. You did have like Russell and Hogg playing, and they just still couldn't seem to make it into like a decent contest. Did, I guess with the timing and the nature of there being two teams, the players obviously do see this. I think as a a trial for the trial, Scotland yeah. team, especially due being a month and a half away from the Six yeah. Nations. I can't remember yeah. any like big performances that might have changed like a national coach's thinking. I think Chris, Christine when he scored that winning try. <laughs> fin- finally. When Edinburgh had 14 men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. I think like Hastings chucking two intercept passes last year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tanner's like, you're not ready. <laughs> yeah, and if yeah, Tooney could have picked yeah. Duhan. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. You're waiting right. until the summer. Yeah. Um, but you're right. I think there's been very few games where play, players of either side have really stood out. Yeah. Um, and I don't expect it to change. <laughs> but Matt Scott did make an interesting point um, that a couple of wins back to back for either of these teams would be very significant for the sort of shape of their um, the pools yeah. in the Pro 14. They're sort of like must win. But, well, that, but that kind of adds to the pressure and yeah. like, the, the overall quality, I think. Unfortunately, oh, absolutely. Yeah. More for Glasgow yeah, I'm just potentially yeah, than Edinburgh. Yeah. Like Glasgow are on Way fifteen behind. points, six six behind third, and you end Probably up six points behind the Cheetahs. I oh, know, but you end up with Leinster, Ulster, and Cheetahs kind of coming out of that back with a minimum of one win, which is extremely likely. Yeah, then Glasgow going to end up sort of ten to fifteen points behind of the playoffs. Mm. Going into an extra game, <laughs> it's going to be a really tough situation, and it, you know, it's one of those weird things how like stuff can change really quickly. But obviously, last week we sort of discussed, you know, is this a chance for Glasgow to get, you know, back on the horse, and for Dave Rennie to have that kind of like fight, good final season, and now it feels like it's slipping away a little bit, and yeah, difficult to motivate. It's just I don't know. It just seems to have been something off with Glasgow this whole season. That really, that really has. Off the pace. Um, just not put together a good 80, well, really? No, now you've got their head coach and their one of their assistants well, yeah. you know, off at the end of the season. Like, that can't help. As much, yeah, as much as they'll say our main focus is on this, Dave Rennie's going to be starting to think about his next gig in international rugby. Yeah. Argument, I think someone actually put it on Twitter that if Glasgow lose both of these matches, you say Danny Wilson coming in. But I guess they want Danny Wilson for the Six Nations, I would assume. I would happily let him go. 
<laughs> I, I agree. I think we should the, let him go. The interesting thing is, I guess, when Cockrell came in, the kind of narrative was like, you know, Cockrell's going to bring this like steely edge, kind of, yeah. kind of get this pack, and ultimately that is kind of what happened, you know. Whereas, and with Glasgow, when he Dave Rennie came in, it was like this attacking kind of genius. And whilst Glasgow have done well, there's never really been this kind of attacking game plan, and maybe they've never just had the forwards to allow them to do that. Yeah. But even when you watch, especially like, I guess I know La Rochelle is not the right conditions, but even throughout this year, like there's, it's not really clear exactly what Glasgow are trying to achieve in attack. Yeah. Yeah. And I think back to sort of the, the really impressive Glasgow performances in recent years with Finn and Hogg playing. And it was like the Leicester and Racing games in that. Yeah. And that was Townsend, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Exeter was Rennie. Exeter was Rennie. I, th- I think there there have been signs of it. Just maybe mainly against the sort of the less fancied teams. Yeah. You know, like putting Zebra and, and people like that, you know, away yeah. very easily. But even this year, it's not, you've yeah. not seen that. It has been t- tough times at Scotsland. We'll see if Edinburgh continue to, uh, to those spread those woes around the west of Scotland. But why don't we raise it? We've been very dour about the 1872 Cup. Alan, do you want to give us a little bit of a quiz, a little bit of something just to <laughs> to finish on a high before uh, before the big game of the weekend? You know what? No. Okay. Right. <laughs> well, we'll see you later then. <laughs> um, all right. We'll do we'll do a very very quick quiz. Yeah, come on. Um, there has been there has been twelve 1872 yep. Cup matches. How many? Have Glasgow won? So you know, then the last five years, Edinburgh have won four. In the last twelve years, how many have Glasgow won? Eight? Seven. Feels high. Well, it'd have to be. Uh, oh wait, hold on. Eight. Dave is correct. Yes. Well done, mate. I thought you worked in finance, mate. Wait, hold on. I thought you said there were 12. <laughs> There's 12 matches. Yeah. Edinburgh won four of the last... Four of the last five. Yeah, you're getting there. Come on. Yeah. So the difference is eight. And Edinburgh have won one other one. They won the 2008-2009. Oh, for goodness sake. I was thinking four ever. Mate, Sorry. I've lost, it's late, it's quarter to ten, right? It's quite, it is quite but late. My, my best material has been mum jokes, all right? So just leave me alone. That's why your fund's losing so much money, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually don't have anything else. What? Oh, <laughs> I will take the win. That is the win. Absolutely take the win. Um, it's, they it's, are it's, few and yeah, far yeah, between. Yeah, it's, it's kind I of one do, man. I'll do anything to unite the city. Uh, yeah. Um, so... When, where do you think the first game was played? I'll give you that. The first ever game? The first ever game. Firstly, when do you think it was played? Wait, of like the official 1872s? As in... Or, I reckon it was first played in 1872. Boom, 2-0 to Dave. Well, <laughs> oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> where, was it, where was it played? Um, in Belief. No. It was played in Glasgow. Oh, right. Uh, Old Annie's Land. No, at Burnbank... Which was the home ground of Glasgow Academicals. Well, there you go. Not anymore. There you go. And also, which 
There's an old, if you Google 1872 Cup, there's an old 1872.org website, which I assume the SOU own, but hasn't been updated. It's got like an old I, game I, on it. When you put, I remember that. Really? Some random band. And then the, and there's a music video, 1872 Cup featuring Prides. What? Who are yeah. Prides? Are you, play, are you playing? <laughs> are you no. playing? We'll, uh, we'll add a little link. We will link to this. Yeah. Yeah, but obviously this is an old website that was created back in the day, <laughs> which still has the game as Boxing Day 405, you know, red and black colours. Don't even have, you know, the burnt orange. Yeah, wow, this is really old. Yeah, pre-rebrand. So, but then, yeah, very strange. I suppose, yeah, you don't want, you don't want people going to a different website. You need to drive everything through. Yeah, you yeah, might as well just kill the website. Well, kill the website. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And it'll be gone by this time tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, there's a little gift for um, whoever owns that. Um, thank you very much for joining us as ever. Please keep in touch with Twitter, which we are running our Scotland team of the decade poll at the moment. Yeah. Is it, have we finished hooker yet? Uh, yes. So Was the it Matt's mum? Two positions. <laughs> great, that, great, that great. Greatest hooker of the decade. <laughs> Oh, fair uh, enough. Wow. That was actually really good. Um, yeah, so we've got... Who also, we got? Can I, sorry, carrying on from Peter Wright earlier, in his interview, he also said, I feel sorry for Glasgow because I think they could get absolutely pumped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, wait. He was talking about Mrs. Little. Jeez. Oh, oh, come on. Oh, this, this is it. Done. Kill it. Kill it. Good job nobody listens at this stage. <laughs> yeah, thank God. Go on to our Twitter, at ThistleRugbyPod, and vote for your Scotland team of the decade. We'll be back in the new year. Alan is off to New Zealand on Sunday. Um, and Matt and I are all over the place over Christmas. So we'll be back at some stage in the new year. I will post a photo, I will post a photo of this, and I imagine no one's still listening. But when... So my other half is from Invercargill, where Rugby Park, which is the main stadium in Invercargill, yes. just like Killy, is a stadium where Scotland have played four times mm-hmm. and have an undefeated record. Undefeated really? record at Rugby they've Park. They've played Southland twice, yeah. and they've played Georgia and Romania in the Rugby World Cup, <laughs> and they've won all four games. How many pitches in the world do you think Scotland have played four games and won all four? I, I actually think it might be... That might be the only one. I think it might be the only one. If anybody is still listening and has the answer, please to, get in touch. Right, yeah, four matches, yeah. And also... In Tbilisi, they never... They well, yeah, it, but your minimum one. of four yeah, matches, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is quite interesting. Um, and then, yeah, if anyone lives kind of in between Invercargill and Queenstown and wants to watch the 1872 Cup <laughs> at 4 a.m. Yeah. on the morning of the 29th of December, like, I'm kind the, of around. The, the Nelson household is open. I was thinking about this. This is like someone running a New Zealand rugby podcast and asking if anyone lives between Inverness and Fort William and wants to <laughs> and wants to watch like an NPC game. <laughs> Look, we have a global yeah. listenership. That's what we do. Messi's so, going to start flooding in. Yeah, I know. <laughs> please do get in touch if you're still listening and you live in that very particular location. Going to head around to some like random lad's house at four in the morning. <laughs> It was a wind-up. It's on your own. <laughs> that would be quite good. <laughs> that would be quite good. Please do that. Okay. Speak soon. Cheers. Yeah, Cheers. Bye. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free 
or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 